We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hey, this is Megan Rapino, And I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, episode 438. Today's show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Go check them out. You get a welcome bonus using promo code BLUEWIRE. They've got the the Last Dance podcast going on, and that's where uh, Horace Grant made some headlines. He did. He made some headlines talking about, I wouldn't even open Michael Jordan's birthday invitation. It was, uh, yeah, they don't like each other. <laughs> that's pretty clear. Yeah, that's a common theme with Michael Jordan. A lot of people don't like Michael Jordan. Yeah. 
A lot of people don't like Michael Jordan. A lot, a lot of, people of people don't like respect the, him, but don't like him. A lot of people don't like the way that he acted, being the greatest player on the face of this planet. But you know what? I don't think he cares much about that either. Oh no, does not give a shit. <laughs> that is that is Michael Jordan's attitude that came across in those ten episodes. Yeah. All right. Today's Tuesday night. As you're listening to this, maybe you're listening on Wednesday morning. We did not release our show on Monday. Part of that was because we knew news was going to come out on Tuesday that the players and the owners were meeting, and we did get a little bit of news, so that's good. For once in our podcast life, we get to talk about something fresh and not have it come out like 30 minutes after we released it. This is like the first time we didn't stick to a schedule in that set, which made me feel very strange, but... It it was uh it was good because now it was okay though it was a holiday and it's also yeah, quarantine you know, we used so the, it's kind of like a double holiday yeah we used all the excuses made us feel okay about it but the fact the is tech also issues didn't the help. tech issues drove <laughs> us insane we, both of us almost threw our computers out of the window so um, yeah I hope you saw that red car like directly after you couldn't we couldn't get a connection uh, <laughs> no that was actually today we're gonna talk about an out of left field but there is an episode recorded. Uh, about an hour-long episode with 45 different places to cut because one of us kept freezing up. Yeah. And it was one of those days where I knew it was going to be impossible to edit that show together and have it sound like a cohesive thing. So I was like, F this. I don't even want to put it out. Yeah, no, I mean, this is what we do, right? We try to, we try to give the best product we possibly can, even if that means sitting home on a, a, a Tuesday night at 9 o'clock and re-recording an episode with a little bit of drippy news. This is like the biggest news we've no, had. This is, this is like the biggest news we've had in, since Garrett Cole signed. <laughs> well, it's the first actual proposal because what we had been talking about was just media leaks and rumors of what might be in the proposal. But there was no official proposal until today when the players and the owners met. And what the owners did is they said, okay, you don't like the revenue the revenue sharing 50-50% split because you think that's salary cap? We'll throw that out the window. How about this little nugget for you? We'll just redesign it in a way that you're fine with it. This is like this is like giving your kid peas but putting it in the mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> so what they what they proposed is that the players would get a percentage of their prorated pay, mm-hmm. not 100% of the 50% pay they were due if there was an 82 game season. Right. And the way it's structured is the players at the top of the market make a smaller percentage of their salary than the players at the bottom of the market. So if you're making, if you're Mike Trout or if you're Garrett Cole, you're making $35 million a year, you're going to get a smaller percentage of your salary than if you're a guy making league minimum or a million or 2 million bucks. And the cuts are pretty hefty. So it was broken down by a few different people. Jesse Rogers from ESPN tweeted it out first. And then Jeff Passan added this to it. So based on the full prorated salaries because that's really what the the maximum players are going to get is their full prorated salary because they agreed to that in March. Here would be the breakdown. If you make league minimum, that means you would get full prorated of 285,000. Under this proposal, you get 262,000. Barely a difference. You want to crank it up a little bit and you're due 1 million dollars in your prorated salary, well you only get $736,000. Still 76, 73.6-ish percent of it. Not bad. Once you start making real money, though, if you, may, if you were due to make $5 million, you get $2.95 million. If you were due to make $10 million, you get $5.15 million. And if you're at the top of the market and you were due $17.7 million, you take home $7.84 million 
under this proposal. Still, shit ton of money. Still more money. You can do whatever you want with $7 million. But it is a small percentage. I just did some math. That's, that's a, that's a, you're not a stats guy. So no, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, I even have a calculator, like a real one. And that is, uh, that's a significant, that's a significant, uh, when you're talking about 17.7, we're talking about Mike Trout, right? You're getting Mike Trout, Garrett Cole. It's like the, the top, very top of the market. The guys who AAV are making the most. So Cole just signed for $36 million Mm -hmm. a year. Trout's contract is like up, up, up there as well. Um, Strasburg. Those guys, forty-four percent. That's what they're making. That's they're what making, you get. They're making forty-four percent on their contract, which is mm-hmm. pretty crazy. When you see the the, if you go percentage-wise, and you look at what they're what they're getting compared to all the other guys, like that's the drop-off gets pretty steep when you get to the. No, top. no, that's forty-four percent of their already agreed to fifty percent. No, yeah, production. I'm talking about of the agreed upon proration. That's it's that's twenty. It's twenty-ish percent of their initial salary they thought they were going to make in twenty twenty. Yeah, that's fine. Like that that was out the window though. Before this was, we all knew that was out the window. Like this is the newest version of their their proposal, and it's still at forty-four percent when you talk about the top guys. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of really interesting things here because at the end of the day, was the revenue share split like the the numbers. Couldn't have been that. I mean, there was no. I don't know how they had a sliding scale or what they were going to roll out in that capacity with the different types of players. It was going to be another sliding scale, but I don't think it was going to be skewed one way or the other. It was basically going to be here, uh, here, players association. Here's your money to do with what you want, right? And then they would divvy it up how yeah, it was, right. probably based on a percent basis. Okay, calculate it. If everyone made full perc- full salary, what percent would Garrett Cole get out of the total player pool? That's what he gets out of this smaller smaller pool. That's how it was going to be, I think. And, well, and the players were going to be able to to run that, right? Like they were the ones that were going to be the ultimate deciders yeah, Tony, based on Tony Clark and the officials for the players association yep. were going to organize all that because once baseball pays the money, they don't care what you do with it. Right. But but now what they're doing is is they're controlling who gets that money in the sense where they're doing it on an individual basis rather than a a lump sum group amount. So now the onus is on the players to figure this out based on this is this is becoming like the the Hunger Games right here. It's like, you know, oh, like, you know, who's going to get the money and and who's not going to get the amount of money. And those guys want to play because the guys who are making 285 are walking out with 262 and they're fine. They're like, let's go. Let's no difference. No let's difference. Let's go. Yeah. I'm ready to go right now. And, and that's like, the bulk of the players. The bulk of the players are making let's call it $5 million and under, right? Yeah. So what, what the owners have created here, and it's, it's so shady, so, such shadiness from the owners, so typical, like I wouldn't expect anything else. They're creating infighting amongst the quote rich and the quote poor players. Yeah, but even they're when you go, go to 10 million, you're, oh, you said 5 million for the, you're still close to 50% of right, the prorated but, amount. Yeah, but... If you thought you were going to take home five million in this uh, prorated salary, and then you walk home with basically three, let's call it three, mm-hmm. two point nine five, that, that's a lot easier to swallow than I'm going to walk away with seventeen, and then I really only get eight. Yeah, no, it's it's a huge difference. <laughs> there's there's some significant there's some significant dollars here, but even the percentages are, are really high. Get it, I think right there, that's that's probably where the break point is. If you look at um, this, I don't know if you put this in the 
from from an article, but I the, copied this straight from Passon's Twitter. Okay, so for, from Passon's Twitter, you you have that five million dollar breakpoint. Like that's that's really where it starts getting heavier as far as yeah. percentage wise. And that's where the bulk of the players, I would venture to guess, lie mm-hmm. is in that five million dollars and under range. So what baseball is doing here is let's get the masses against the rich and see what happens. Let's sit back, pour a glass of scotch. Put our feet up, smoke a cigar, let them kill each watch other. Watch them off. fight. Watch them fight each Here's other. Here's the it's problem: exactly what the baseball owners want is infighting amongst the players' association. That is good for their bottom line. So when you're looking at the guys that who have made the money, and I'm I'm curious to see what Blake Snell's <laughs> he just signed Scott Boris as an agent. You see that? <laughs> I want yeah. I want to know what his his thought is on this one. If this if this counts as uh, as him getting his money, or if he's still worried about the uh, about the Rona, but you know, when, you, when you're looking at the guys who are making the most money, obviously there's a correlation with, you know, not always because there are some pre-arbitration players or ar- guys who are arbitration still making, making you know, not, yeah, Mookie not as Betts, much money. Mookie Betts is making, what is it, 25 in arbitration? 25 or something like yeah. that in arbitration. But there's guys who are, who are, you know, not the Mookie Betts of the world who are still, you know, younger players that just don't, haven't had the money, had the opportunity to get to that point. My point is, all the older players, the guys who are the superstars of the league are the ones being affected big time. So not only are you getting the, the rich guys against the, um, the, the guys who are not as rich, but you're really putting talent against the young guys too. The veteran talented guys who have earned those big contracts now, who have, who have, the clout who have the you know tenure in the league, if you will, those are the guys that are that are going to be pinned against the the younger guys, and it's going to be a really it's a very different product when you think about it. And and this to me, what this what this also says to me is that the owners are totally fine if minor leaguers come up and play instead of some of the high 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 yeah, powered maybe guys. They're thinking at this point the public is so they just want baseball for some, for some baseball that they'll watch any product on the field. Tyler Wade's out there as your starting second baseman. And I mean, Glaber would be out there because he's not making much anyway. But like, there's a lot of guys on the Yankees who might say, F you, I'm not doing this. Maybe. And I wouldn't blame them. So that's, that's that's what that, but that's what the owners want. They want the public to look at a guy who's making 25 or $30 million should be making 25 or $30 million and spitting on eight million, even though there's no spitting this year in baseball, they are figuratively spitting on eight million dollars. I'm not taking eight million dollars. They, the owners, want the public to go, "You greedy bastards!" That's what they want. That they're they're flipping this. It's insane. They're flipping this. And this whole thing I has think been this is a, the entire. Do you time. think this is a worse proposal than the than the, the potential revenue? I don't know because the numbers were never disclosed. So I know there were some numbers given, but. The, yeah, they guaranteed them a minimum. I, I'm sure but what they, they did never is they, opened the books, right? And said, "Here's why you will make this minimum. Here's what we're projecting for this year based on X, Y, Z." They have never fully opened the books, and I feel like the owners could just we could move on if they just open the books and say, "Guys, we will actually lose that four billion dollars we told you." See here. Then what is the players' association going to do? I don't know if they know that they're going to lose. I don't. I don't know how they actually they know that. the exact number. Right, right. But they but, don't know that. They don't. Know but the there's a lot number. of ad revenue money that might go away. That just might disappear. Like I don't know how contracts are working now in the ad space, in in the way that they're working with uh, some of the broadcasts. So if this does come back, are they are they valid maybe contracts? Into, maybe Do they have to renegotiate those contract. contracts? Like, well, you, they might be locked in to say. You know, all the big sponsors, the Coca-Colas, the airlines, all the major sponsors you normally see right. on telecasts might be locked into contracts. Unless for the year. there's an event 
of, uh, you know, by God, you know, like there, there are, there are like, no, no, no. Cause the owners will hold them to contracts because it benefits them. It's not the owners though. It's the networks. It's the networks whom, whoever is dealing with the owners. There's, there's different people. There's more than, True. there's, there's layers of this that, that goes well, back because where the real the, dollars it's, are. It's the network executives and the owners and the, and, and the network executives and the MLB owners slash MLB executives, they're like on one team, right? They want the same thing. It's the guys that own the Yes Network and the Yankees. They're like, I know that there's confusion there because everybody owns everybody now, but it's, it's yeah, who's ever making the deals to bring in the money, the ad revenue to the regional networks and, and the national networks, given whatever the schedule is going to be for them broadcasting these games and freaking Amazon now because Amazon's got their 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 paws on this. And Bezos is struggling and, for And bam, like all these guys now got to get theirs. And I got to get mine. got to get theirs. Bezos, as soon as, as you think soon as Bezos Boris is going to go cheap? You think Bezos is going to go cheap on anybody? He didn't get there going cheap on people. I mean, this dude. Oh, none of these guys get into position to own a major league baseball team by making bad business. No, decisions. Bezos is the guy that's that wants the to broadcast the games, and he's the one that's that's bringing. So he on, could stream them all for free on Amazon on Amazon oh, Prime. You think it's free? Not for not to Bezos. There's a cost associated with that. Look, there, you I, I'm telling you, there's layers of. There are shrewd businessmen involved here with on the on the other side of things as well that that I'm sure are going to have something to say about what revenue is going back to the owners and it's going to be a so problem. People close, people in the know, right? The, the people who are getting the media leaks are saying the players hate this. The players association hated this at first pass would never go for this. Right. I mean it makes a lot of sense why would they? It's it's legitimately causing a civil war. It's good. If they were to go, if they were to move forward with this, there is, there's no more. Now there's no negotiation of like where that money goes to, to what players. There's nothing fair about that. It's just a, a percentage that was deemed appropriate by the owners. That's not something it's, that anybody who makes, who earned, who worked their ass off to get to that big contract. Look, I know it's still a lot of money, but in their world, they worked their ass off to get to their contract. They did everything they needed to do. They 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 um, performed at the highest level, and they got the contract. And now they're, they're essentially being taxing them. They're taxing them. They're, it's the same. It's the same as a tax structure. Similar. And the yeah. the the wealthier pay more more in taxes. Like I get that. Unless but like, you know how to skirt the taxes, <laughs> but or unless you've negotiated a contract, which you thought is is locked in in stone. So. Yeah, I don't see any way the players go for this. Maybe it's a starting point, right? It's a it's a it's a line in a sand on one far side, and the players' line is the hundred percent of the prorated salary, and somehow they will meet in the middle. But like, they're on opposite sides of the planet right now. Well, this might be also just the owner saying, "You guys actually believe that you should get one hundred percent of that money." Well, okay. 100% so, of 50%. so let me, so let's start these negotiations out back to zero. Let's, let's just, let's, let's make sure that we have a, um, you know, a nice middle ground in the sense that you guys are asking for something that's completely unrealistic. So let me start with something that's completely unrealistic just so that we can really be on a treadmill and go absolutely nowhere. Let me ask you a question. If the owners legitimately provided their financial information to the players association, you, you keep finish. these are private finish. organizations. Let me finish. Okay. If they did that and said, here is what is fair, you get 39% or whatever the number is, 45% of what you thought you were going to get initially, would the players agree to that? No. Or are they saying, we're, we, we are asking for 50% like we agreed to on March 26th, even though 
a hell hell of a lot has changed in the last two months, but we are not budging off of that 50% mark. Is that what the players are saying? Because if that's what they're doing, that's also a little dickish. It's a lot dickish because it's, 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 un, it's unrealistic too. Whether, whether they deserve that money or not, sometimes environment can cause problems with both sides. And you have to just be a rational human being to understand that. And, and you got to make compromises based on the latest information at hand. And if the latest information is saying the owners cannot afford this 50% like we thought we were going to because no fans, prove it to us. Prove it. Actually prove it. And then we'll agree. Let me ask or you a question. Are they saying did the, did you the, could prove it, but still F you. We want 100% of the 50. So the owners, the owners paid these players up until what date? They gave them like a, it was like $150 million like uh, advance almost that they could do whatever they want with. Was uh, it an advance? Does it come out of their future salary or is it something yeah, that... Yeah, I believe it was an advance. It wasn't a good faith. Here's $150 no, million. No, but I, I didn't know. It was, I thought it was basically based on the contract. They, they were paying them a, a portion of what it was. No, they weren't paying anyone point. anything. They gave the Players Association, I believe it was an advance that they could use on any of the 40-man roster players. Yeah. And, and, I, and I remember reading some stories where some guys who were made a lot of money were like, I don't need the whatever, 100K that I would be owed. Put that back into the pool. Right. Let the guys who are like the last guy on the 40-man roster who actually needs that cash get it. Okay. So did they have to do that? Or was that a who? good faith move, the owners? No, they didn't have to do that. Obviously. So I mean, I'm I'm just saying, like when they agreed to these things, and then all of a sudden the the MLB went. Oh, and so you're saying they've already give, done a little good. Faith they have shown some the good faith to to a point. They have, and I, and I know some yeah. of the teams have as well by paying a lot of the 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 uh, the personnel that that runs the yeah. uh, the stadium to a certain point. So I mean, there has been some good faith shown on that side of it. The players are now asking for their full prorated amount. Even though they know, even though they know that. There are going to be no fans in the stands. What this is showing me is that, first of all, it's 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 lacking foresight. It's very short-minded or, or uh, it, a short-term mindset because when these guys go back to the negotiation table, let's say they got this 50%, okay? Or they got the, the full proration. The owners are like, fine, we're going to do it. Guess what's going to happen next year at the collective yeah. bargaining agreement or when these guys go back for contracts? The hammer's coming down. Guess who's not getting paid? Yeah. They're, these contracts are going to be very different at that point if that if this were to be a mandated thing. So them going out there trying but to But is get, the hammer coming down regardless? That's what the players are saying. It's like we're, the owners are going to try and screw us no matter what at the next CBA negotiation table. So I got to get mine while I still can. I guess, but you're not getting much of yours at this point. Like the Rotos took it all. It's like principle at this point. I guess that's stupid. If you're going based off principle, you should be going after (laughs) dollars and cents. There's too much money at hand for you to do that. And if you're a player, and I understand that there, there are interests of some players who are 35, 36 years old, who don't give a rat's ass what happens after this, or there's, uh, but the players who are in, you know, second year of arbitration or, first year of arbitration yeah, it's and, those are, and are guys very and close guys, to a contract. They're guys all- very close to the contract is who it's going to screw over the most. For sure. If you're a free agent in for 2022, you could potentially, potentially be the most screwed. Oh, and by the way, if they screw this up so badly that it affects public opinion to a point where people stop watching the games or stop going to the games, if the casual fan turns his nose up at this like a lot of people did with the nhl if you remember i was actually and, one, it, and 94 95 strike. yes 
that was it, it was very different but yeah it's it, it it could end up like that if they if they keep going like yeah. this um but yeah there's there, the casual fan very possibly could turn their nose up to this and then what happens now the ecosystem is completely damaged and now these guys are not going to get paid again because the revenues are going to be pulled back because the owners are going to be making less money and they're not going to be making their 300% or how, whatever the percentages they want to make because that was their target KPI. Like they have these, these numbers in their head where they have to hit it. The correlation of how much the owners make and how much the players make are never directly affected. Like the owners are always going to make more money. So it's a matter of right, that's the how players, much less that, are they going to pull it back because they're not making the percentage that they want to. Well, the player's argument, I think you were starting to get at it, but it's like the player's argument is I get my guaranteed contract whether we draw no fans or a million fans or whether no people watch at home or a million people watch at home. So to, to today, today, the way the contracts are, are signed, like last year you're signing that, you're not signing a contract in um, – you know, wherever it is in New York, this is called the Yankees. You're not sending a contract in the Yankees with the assumption that they have to sell out every game for you to get paid. No, you're never no. going to. But at the same time, you're not looking at a global pandemic that completely changes the face of this planet where you see freaking hay bales flying down the, you know, uh, down the New York streets and nobody's out there. Like these apocalypse situations happen. So by looking at that and understanding what the situation is, have have some perspective and try to make a compromise, not only for this year, but for the future negotiations of your own players and your own contracts. Cause they're, they're being very, very short-sighted right now, I think as well. And that's something that, you know, really should be addressed with these guys. Like they're screwing themselves. Do you think a part of this is the owners in the back of their mind, knowing we're going to end up caving on this 50% thing? But in the process of it, we want to make the players look as bad as possible. And so far, I think they've done that with the initial reaction where like the Blake Snells went out there and, and sounded tone deaf, even if he was making good points. And now you're going to get more players saying this is bullshit. I'm at, I'm, I worked my butt off for 30 years. To, Garrett Cole worked his butt off <laughs> for 30 years to get a $300 million contract. And now he's going to get... 44% of an already 50% reduction. So you might get him to, or someone like him to say something that sounds tone deaf. And then in the owners, they're like, this is great. People are going to um, go against the players and that'll set us up nicely for the negotiating table in 2021. All right. I'm going to disagree with you to a point. I, I don't think that the owners are coming in here looking to make players look bad. I don't think they want to uh, negatively affect the brand of individual players by any means. I don't think that's their goal. I think these are purely fiscal goals where they're trying to start out at a point where they are giving themselves for negotiation room because that's what this is that's what this is now if they're making their players setting their players up for for failures in the media and making themselves look bad and say stupid things and things like that that's also going to negatively affect the game which you're at the end of the at day at a one-on-one -on -one level though you're looking at it on an individual player basis i'm looking at it from a macro player level i'm looking the, at also on a if they if they pit themselves against each other the players are still what drive the game they drive they're the yeah, reason the no fans show to, up no one pays exactly to go, so that's yeah, it's you not pay to go see Aaron Judge it's play. not the game it's not the the replacement players of the world are not going to be the ones it's the superstars it's the personalities it's the guys we all go to see if they if they uh, damage their own reputations or their own you know the, by the things that they say based on what the owners are doing I don't think that's a driving point I don't think they're trying to like make them look foolish I think that's happening based on the emotions of the money 
it benefits them though. Kind of, but it also it, negatively it affects does. them because the game it gets tarnished at that point. It does, but if they get such a sweet deal out of it for the next CBA, Dude, they'll you're playing with fi- you're playing with fire if those are your motivations. If those are your motivations to make people look stupid and not just for take away their money, you're playing with fire because now you're directly affecting the people who are the creators of the sport for the reason you get paid as an owner. Like that's the reason. You're, that's like that's like saying like I own a circus and I'm gonna and I'm gonna like cut off one of the legs of my elephants because he's getting paid too much. No, he's <laughs> it's gonna directly affect what's happening. Okay, that was a little too far, but I'm, he's gonna publicly shame you know like have like the ring the the guy go out there and like say dumb things just to just to like get his payroll down. I, I think it's negative. You can't negatively affect the the brand of the game at the same time, or at least you you should not have those intentions because that's. That's really just negatively affecting them at the same time as well. It, so they're, they're, it's, t- it's a dicey situation. It's a very fine line. Tonight, after all this came out, Marcus Stroman, who's one of the more vocal players on Twitter, said this season is not look. This season is not looking promising. Keeping the mind and body ready, regardless. Time to dive into some life after baseball projects. Hope everyone is staying safe and healthy. Brighter times remain ahead. Not that he speaks for anyone. Or even if he's on an island or not, but just the fact that like this season is not looking promising coming out of one of the more vocal players sucks to see. I guess Strowman runs his mouth, but that's fine. You know, I'm sure he'll start a podcast <laughs> and he'll 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 do whatever he's gonna do afterwards because he's gonna get into the media of some sort, probably. I don't know. He's gonna have his own little project. No, I'm not saying this is means one thing or or it means anything. They're sounding off the, though. Yeah, they're sounding off. They're gonna have. There's there's gonna be a united front at some point. I know they've started to come together and talk. Adam Jones was calling for the players' association, the guys who are lead, the, the the veteran leaders, um, to speak up and talk about what's going on because they need to be vocal. It's going to happen. There is no shortage of action going on in our exclusive partner, Bet Online. NASCAR is back, and Bet Online has hundreds of other games, events, and sports to get in on. You can still bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24-7. Or you can participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, a March Madness-style NFL simulation tournament you can enter for absolutely free. And live right now on BetOnline's YouTube channel, you'll find an exclusive interview with ex-Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary on what they're calling the final dance. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. And the other aspect of this that we haven't touched on yet is the health and safety protocols. And that's the other part that they're still far apart on, right? Yeah, the economics. I think the economics need to be agreed upon before anything moves forward. And I think they will compromise on the health and safety protocols before they compromise on the economics because maybe I'm just a cynical bastard or maybe each side is greedy. You can make your pick at home. But that 67-page document that we sort of touched on last episode was a first draft. Yeah. And, and it's going to get shorter and shorter. Next iteration, 50 pages, then 40 pages. Maybe it'll get down to 15 pages of dense material 
reading health and safety protocol material. This is the moment when we started talking about double spacing and, and character spacing and how I used to, oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> how I used to get, you know, if a teacher asked for a four to six page paper, I would do like three oh, and a half man. pages and then stretch that. That was shit. a good podcast conversation too. That was a good five minute little. Yeah. We had some good ones thing. in that one. I, yeah. Damn. It was unfortunate. It got it's lost to the abyss forever in the cutting room floor, baby. Um, but yeah, there's a, there, this is, you know, 67 pages. They're just throwing the the kitchen sink in this thing to cover all bases. This is what, like, you know, you're they're going to every single doctor possible and be like, hey, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, like everybody's bubble boy and they're walking out there not being right. able to do a goddamn thing. Ever wearing can't sumo. spit, can't have sunflower seeds, can't sit in the dugout next to each other, have to sit in the stands if you're not playing, can't touch, the, three players can't touch the ball or it has to go out of circulation. Just... A number of crazy. My wife was like, "Why don't they wear those like circular bubble, like the sumo wrestler things?" Uh, did you see a bar opened up? I did and see has that. The- <laughs> it was somewhere in in Europe, wasn't it? I don't know where it was. I just saw the little clip on Twitter. Yeah, I saw something. I saw a couple of them, right? And I heard about one. My mom was talking to me about. I guess one of the they have like a an open room with a table that moves. But you have well, it's like a little baby. Away. It's like a little baby thing where you put them in there and they have a little oh, like table a tray, around yeah. them. A tray, and they can just run into things and never hit anything. It's like bumper cars. It's bumper cars, yeah. Ridiculous. I here's the here's my fear, that this becomes so freaking normal that this is this becomes the normal. <laughs> this you becomes know what I, so. this becomes such a thing that like all of a sudden we're really going in ten years we're all playing bumper cars at a freaking restaurant because we can't be six feet away from each other. Well, I was talking about this with people over the weekend that the if the one thing that comes out if one thing that comes out of this whole coronavirus thing is that hugging is no more like no more hugging people don't hug anymore i am a-okay with that i am so out on hugs you and jerry seinfeld and uh what's what's the guy on the the bald howie mandel there's nothing worse than when you're leaving a us like a gathering and you're doing that thing where like you're saying goodbye to people and then you know in the back of your mind it's like i gotta do the hug goodbye yeah. Uh, how do I get this hug goodbye in? They're over there talking to someone, but like if I don't hug them goodbye, they're going to be upset. I yeah. hate that. This is so, I, this hate is, that. I mean, that's a straight rip from Curb with the whole big goodbye. It's the same thing. It's, well, the big goodbye is different than the hug goodbye. Like the hug goodbye is something you're obligated to. Maybe it's a relative. Maybe it's like a cousin. Like another thing is like, okay, you see some family maybe once, twice a year around the holidays or whatever. You want to hug them goodbye because you're not going to see them again for five, six months. I get it. But if you're seeing people every weekend, hug goodbye. Are you kidding me? I'm going to see you in four days. <laughs> F out of here with your hug goodbye. I got no problem giving people hugs. I'll take a good hug. I'm out, I'm out on hugs. Yeah, I'll do the hugs. I'll do the hugs. They're, 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 I don't think, I think handshaking though, like handshakes are going to be. Do you do that? Do you do like the half dumb. handshake, like man hug? I, I, I hope I never have to. You don't have to do the man. You don't, you're, you don't want to do the man hug, like the one pat on the back nope. handshake. Oh, I'll do I will it. talk to you. Hey, what's up, man? Oh, How you doing? I'll Good do to those. see you. I'll do those with every... Maybe a little, maybe a little fist bump. I'll do those with every stranger Either the, the Howie Mandel or the Knuckles or the little, yeah. the little forearm smash like Gardner and um, Matt Holiday used to do. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, I'll, I'll do the bro hug anytime. I'll, I'll bro yeah, hug. You're like, going to get coronavirus and die. <laughs> I'll, I'll bro hug random people in the street. Maybe not anymore, but that's a shame. So... This is, where, this is where baseball is, though, with a lot of these things. And I get it. You have to put too much information in the first draft. Yes. Because you can always, can always whittle it down. And they're, they're making these very, 
you know, very, very far on the side of, of like, let's put too much information or for the, the contract status, let's go too far with the percentages. Like, let's make them a little mad to, to, you know, with the first proposal so that we can, you know, temper the expectations and get these emotions in check and get back to a place where we're more comfortable. If tomorrow, if Wednesday, it comes out, the news comes out, owners and players association have agreed on a salary structure for 2020. How soon after would it come out that the health and safety protocols are also agreed upon? I say eight hours max. Wait, say that again. You're, you're saying how fast does it have to come out or you think how fast it no, will no. come out? If they agree tomorrow. Oh, you're, you're saying it doesn't matter basically. Is what how you're quickly will they get the, t- the I's dotted and the T's crossed on the health and safety protocols? I'd say a matter of hours. Probably. It's probably already done. Like they're, they're literally right now probably having doctors check it out just in case they get to this agreement. So like it, 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 you know, I'm sure there's some kind of a temperature check with the guys that are actually negotiating and they understand what's happening and they're looking at it like, come on, like really, yeah. like, come on. They're not going to, I'm not saying they would agree to anything, but I'm saying they would find common ground pretty quickly. Or they would find a common medical staff and say, okay. We feel we both feel good about these guys making the decisions best for us. Let's go and come up with a they they come up with this compromise or you know of something that's not 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 necessarily a compromise. I think that's the wrong word, but something that's realistic, something that's actually uh, something that they can put into action that's not insane, like no spitting. <laughs> yeah, like the no spitting and the three the three people can only touch the baseball rule. Those sorts of things are overkill in my opinion because. If you're at a place where you can't have more than three people touch a baseball, you know what? You probably shouldn't be out there playing. It's true, and we also talked about this in our in the cutting in the in the. In the That's okay. They don't know that. No, I know, but it's very confusing. The first time you've ever heard. It's very this confusing idea. to me. The um, but the the other thing that we had talked about in in the um the the forgot the lost episode is the lost tapes. The lost tapes is the. Uh, Maybe we the bat boy and the, or and the bat girl who's going to that to them. Who's going to be running around trying to catch the spit? So that they can test no, it. No, no bat boy. No bat boys. Well, who's gonna who, who's testing? Who's catching the spit? Oh, I remember this conversation. They gotta, we gotta scrape it off there so that they can test it because they're right. they're living on the the front. That you know they're, they're being they're being pioneers with the way that they're testing uh, the 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 saliva of of the players. If Aaron Judge is out in right right field, Hawks a loogie. Someone's got to get that loogie. Someone needs a little minion needs to run out. Yeah. And in a bubble, maybe they're in plastic wrap. Like yeah. they're in one of those hazmat suits. Right. They scoop it up, send it to the lab for testing. Got to get that loogie. You have to. But there's no spitting. He would be, he would be fined. I don't know how he, maybe he'd be suspended. We don't know the punishments yet if you break these rules. Sunflower seeds. I'm, ass- I'm assuming chewing tobacco, obviously. Um, like these are baseball rituals that they're saying so, you can no longer do. So we're, we're not only. Are you ready before you, hold on. I don't want to lose this thought. Are you ready for the first player to blame not being able to chew tobacco or eat sunflower seeds on their slump? Oh yeah, I'll totally side with them too. It's probably definitely <laughs> true. Well, what about the guy that when when the um, the weather starts getting really cold because they're going to be playing into November beyond whenever the can't hell this thing starts? Hands. Can't blow on your hands. Can't lick your fingers. Can't get any kind of a. Maybe they will let pine tar for pitchers come into play because they need a grip. All of a sudden, the Astros are going to be like, "Oh, hold on, I got I got one." They're like, oh, I, oh, oh, substance? Oh, I got this. No problem. You guys haven't caught us yet, so we're not caught. See, look, we have it. It's illegal. Some of the things that people said are, are really points of contention for, uh, between the executives and the leaders who are discussing these 
these protocols was increased testing frequency for players and all staff involved, potentially even daily testing. They're, they're going to have to daily test. That's the thing. Like they're going to have to test so often for this. And to they're going to they're doing the saliva tests. Yeah, that was, that, they're banking on the saliva tests right. instead of the the swab tests. Yes, and baseball would be the first organization to implement the saliva tests on a mass scale. Right, because. Baseball is in the unfortunate position, unlike hockey, who I think uh, had like an actual proposal today as well to resume their playoffs, and basketball. Basketball and hockey basically finished their regular season. Hockey canceled the regular season and is moving forward with a playoff schedule. They can bubble themselves and do a playoffs, both of those teams, because they can limit the number of teams, they can limit the areas, and they can say, we're doing playoffs. Baseball has to get everything off the ground. They haven't even started. They need to have a regular season all 30 teams need to be involved, training staffs, testing facilities, grounds crews. Like, you start adding it up, and baseball has the most people to test. The other thing is preseason for a lot of the other sports is, like, doesn't even really matter. Whereas baseball actually, like, these guys have to get conditioned to play because you can't just walk out and throw a ball 95 miles It's a different kind of conditioning, yeah. right? Yes. Hockey and basketball, it's like a physical... They're still they're still playing conditioning. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of these guys are still like basketball players. I feel like I feel like those guys don't ever get out of condition. They're probably some of the most conditioned athletes out there oh, as yeah. far as like cardio and yeah. stuff. And then like getting their getting all you know knocking the rust off all of that. But they're not throwing a ball ninety five miles an hour and like you know their arms going to fall off. If, it's an if unnatural. They, it's an unnatural motion. Yeah. Motion. Or trying to hit and, a ball that's coming at you ninety five miles an hour. Timing up a swing and a and hitting a baseball is something that you need to. You need reps. Yeah, reps. It's, the only, it's the only way to do it. Um, so greater consistency between protocols for players at home and on the road because the restrictions were much more strict for players in hotels than they were at home, which doesn't really make sense because the restrictions should be the same. It doesn't matter if you're on the, uh, at home or on the road. You should be doing the same things. That's why I think they're going to implement the testing uh, at a much you know, higher capacity, higher scale. Uh, the daily testing, volume. though... Did, you still need to follow the same rules. If, if, well, that's what I mean. Like it's going to be for everybody. So whether you're visitors, you're home, it doesn't matter. Giorgella is at home in New York or at home in Tampa, Florida. He needs to do the same things as when he's on the road in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. Permission for players to shower at the ballpark. They didn't want to be stinky (laughs) and they must, they want to keep indoor batting cages. They need to get their indoor swings. Yes. I remember the conversation. Yeah, and here's where we went down. Man, we, we, we had some rabbit holes, man. Um, they were just all surrounded by cuts and pauses. Yeah. No, you, 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 are, you definitely think that the Yankees are the reason why they're so injured is because they take batting practice in, uh, in air-conditioned facilities. Not rolling it out. And I'm just saying it's completely all about the pods, the lack of pods. So maybe the Yankees will not get injured if, they're just, of both. if they're just uh, you know, ground, ground transportation. Fat chance. Shorter, shorter time frames between ballparks. Good thing for the Yankees. So, I mean, I, obviously the health and safety protocols are serious and they need to be agreed upon before any baseball resumes. I, I, just, I just really think that these are all things that you can compromise on. And if it means, and if a player, um, you know, if a player needs to take some extra precautions while they're on the road, and really be careful, but they'll do it for that little extra money. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I'm getting my salary, so I got to follow these rules. Unless you're making a lot of money and you're like, wait a minute, I'm only getting 44% of my total prorated amount. 
Maybe you I will. One thing? Maybe I will try less. Maybe I will take more risks. Maybe I will. Who knows what? But maybe there's maybe there's a different mindset when you're not. Uh, when you ain't getting yours. Maybe there's maybe there's that attitude that's a little different. Maybe there's contention on the team on the bench because of what people were saying in the public based on the money that they're being made because they were not thinking about their entire team. There's a lot of, a lot of layers here too with the, uh, the, the social climate of the actual players and how they all get along too. Don't, don't think that they're going to forget, you know, players talking out ones who are not getting affected by this much, uh, you know, from the players that are, those guys are going to remember, there's going to be fights. There's going to be arguments. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be ugly. So Passon also said today that another point of negotiation could be number of games played. So the current plan is assuming about an 82-game season, but the players could say, let's get up to 90, let's get up to 95, let's get up to 100 games if if it means more money in our pocket. But how are they going to fit all those games in? Because baseball and other sports are still talking like this could come back in the fall, in the flu season. The so percentages be- aren't going to change, though. There's still no players. There's still no fans in the stands. It's not going to affect the revenue. So, yeah, it's going to be a, it, it will be more money because you're getting more volume. But, but at what point are you going to be more mad because you're still playing more, more games uh, and and getting your much lower percentage of pay? Right. Or they could say, let's cut. Let's actually cut the regular season even further, but add more playoff rounds because those are bigger TV deals. And we can make up more money that way. So let's play 80 games or even 60 games, but do like a massive playoff tournament. You could do a 60-game regular season for playoff seating. Then you could do like a tournament for like teams to get in. And then you could do some other like traditional playoff stuff all leading up to a World Series. Like I think we could honestly see like a full six weeks of playoffs. When it's normally four weeks. Yeah, let's dilute the living shit out of the playoffs and still... It would be once. It would be a one-time thing for them. No, but to I make... mean, like, I don't think it's going to have I, the effect means... that you think of. I think that you're, you're, so, you're well, still going to... they're going to get more money. Maybe. More people will watch. Maybe. You talked about the casual fan. The casual fan watches playoff games. They don't watch the July game, Yankees versus Royals. But it's going to be a July game, you know, or a, an August game with, like, 18 teams in the playoffs that won't mean shit. Well, that's what hockey's doing. It's uh, it's different. It's just why because I, I think you're trying to pull the wool over people's eyes to a point where like it's not going to matter as much because now you're playing something that's co- so different that it doesn't feel the same. Who cares? I'm just saying. I think that's going to be maybe uh, it'll get more people. To I watch think they're too far. It's not Look, the same. I think they're too. I think they're too far at this point to go something completely drastic like that, and then and now they have to reshape that what that looks like as well. But that might get them closer on the economics. But it's also another point of contention now that they're completely going down another avenue. There's no time for that shit. They just need to figure this out. Okay, how do you see them figuring it out? They're going to have to compromise at some point. I think they're going to find Who's going to have to be the one to Both. bite the bullet? Both. No, but like, who's biting the bigger bullet? I don't think it... I, I don't think there's... The players will... It depends. We haven't. We don't know the books, so we don't know how much money the actual owners are losing. So I can't answer this question. I don't know the books, but I, I can tell you on the public face, it's going to. The players are going to take a, a bigger hit, but they're still going to be making a lot of money. And when you look at individual players, and you make, when you look at the amount of money that they're making, the fans will be like, "Oh, those are millions of dollars still happening." Owners, that's not going to change. They still get an insane amount of money. So you're talking about, you know, taking a. A, a very small percentage out of what the owners are worth and then 
you're, you're looking at what the players and they're still making a lot of money. So I think they're both going to have some egg on their face. Uh, I think if they both agree to that, they will walk out with egg on their face and they will come to some compromise, but they have to do that. Yeah. Um, a I good think compromise if... is when both parties leave unhappy, right? That's the ultimate compromise. That's when you've actually gotten to a point where you're finding that middle ground because that guy's unhappy and that guy's unhappy because they didn't get what they wanted, right? That's the element of a compromise. Like that is what it is. That's what it's going to take. Is in a compromise both people happy or both people equally upset? It depends. If they are <laughs> like horrible negotiators. No, because why kind of would you thing. be happy? Why would you be happy if you're losing? So obviously one person's going to ultimately be unhappy. Uh, yeah. Or, or if it's a true compromise, both people are unhappy. 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 Yeah, equally, equally unhappy. That's what I said. Yeah. No, you said happy. No, I said unhappy. They have to come unhappy. Got to be honest, I wasn't listening. Yeah, well, it's clear. That is very clear. Um, I want to tell people to go check out the Billy Martin A Brief History episode. This one was getting some good responses on social media. It came out on Friday. It's called You're Fired, The Billy Martin Story. I learned a lot about our guy Billy yeah. in this episode. Because like I, I knew of the hirings and firings, but I didn't know all the backstory on each one. And... It's really a, he's really a tragic figure, like the more I read about him um, and the, the constant cycle he was really in, especially in the later days leading up to his death in 1989. I mean, he's a heavy drinker, but he was also being enabled by Steinbrenner and he was being enabled with the best job in baseball manager of the Yankees. That's the most pre- prestigious Yankee, most prestigious manager job in baseball. Steinbrenner's keeping this guy on the payroll. Meanwhile, he's skipping like hotel tabs and he's not paying taxes and Steinbrenner's like helping him out with all this stuff. And Billy Martin's just in a downward spiral. It was kind of, kind of tragic and sad to read about, honestly. Yeah. I mean, he's crazy. He's a crazy figure and had like an unbelievable baseball life. When you add it all up, did more with less than a lot of people. Cause he was not a great player. I, I think you have a lot of those stories in that time period as well. Like you, you, you do see a lot of, uh, a lot of spirals when it, when it was really just like brushed aside, right? Like the, when, when players would go out and go drinking or, or and, and, you know, do drugs and like whatever it was at the time, it was, it was really just, it was either celebrated or brushed aside. It wasn't, it wasn't like it is today where, you know, someone would be. Well, up until the Copacabana incident that really shot Billy Martin's way out of, out of New York as a player. That yeah. was the final straw for, for the Yankees. Imagine if they had social media. Imagine how many incidents that, that would have been escalated uh, beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I definitely learned a lot about Billy Martin. Maybe if you, if you were alive and older during those 70s and 80s, uh, you remember it all. But another thing that I noticed, you remember from the Joe Torre Buck Showalter episode when George almost hired back Buck Showalter after hiring Joe Torre? Yep. George almost pulled a Billy, a Billy Martin with Buck Showalter. Yeah, it's true. That we were so close to having like a, another Billy Martin situation. Right. Very different personality, but similar situation with the manager. Yeah, it would have been the same sort of thing that where Steinbrenner's just reneging on decisions and going back and forth. But he didn't, and they won championships. And who knows? Who but knows? it wasn't his doing. It wasn't his doing. It was Buck who decided to leave. Look, the, uh, when, when you're talking about other players or the, that time period as well, think about, think about how many passes they had when they were at the bars or wherever they were that, that, were, that probably should have been bad altercations that just didn't happen because of who they were. So mm-hmm. at some point, like these guys are like, ah, 
I'm invincible. Nothing's going to happen. And they, and they just oh, yeah. continue to escalate and escalate and escalate because you're getting a pass every time. So now, now nothing can go wrong when, until it really goes wrong. And then, you know, the, the one time you get popped. But, Think about like the celebrity that Aaron judges when he walks out to a New York city bar. Now, not obviously now, but previous to coronavirus multiply that by a hundred. I bet for like Mickey Mantle walking into a bar in the 1950s. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it was, they weren't seen all the time. I mean, those are like, so, those are actually true celebrities to the point they, where they're, but they were hidden. also seen as more of like a mythical figure. Right. Right. Like a, like a legend. Well, and that's because I read about this guy. I've only seen him in pictures. Right. And that's and because here he is there's in the no flesh. media. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The lack of media, the lack of uh, visibility to the public makes you, gives that allure. It's pretty crazy. Let's do out of left field. And that out is oh. Sanchez destroys that to left field. There it goes. Deep to left. Really deep. In the air to left field. Back at the track at the wall. We are tied. I pissed on a public building. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you saw this picture. I tweeted it out on Tuesday night. I have my car in the city because they suspended alternate side street parking. And it's just easier, honestly, to go grocery shopping outside of the city than dealing with it in the city. So we've been using the car for that. And I have the car parked on the street, and I walked by it today just to make sure no one smashed a window and there's no homeless bum living in, in the car or whatever. And I see this little tiny red smart car, which I hate. It looks, like, the, it like, looks like uh, Urkel's, Urkel's car. It looks like Family Urkel's Matters. car. And this dude is parked so far up my ass, it looks like it's coming out of the trunk of my car. <laughs> I mean, it looks like he's has smashed your car because this car we're looking at has no hood. Like, there's no front <laughs> end. The engine is clearly not in the front of that car. I don't know where it is. If, does it have an engine or is it, is it like a, an electric vehicle? It's, a, it's like the equivalent of a lawnmower engine. Yeah, it looks like a moped with an outer shell. Like this thing is a straight up clown car. Yep. Um, and yeah, that thing is up your ass. Oh, it's touching. Like I ran my hand down there. And, and so there was a... What's happening on the backside? Yeah. So on the backside of him, I don't know how honestly he fit it into the spot. He picked it, it up and spot, put it in there. <laughs> it was a spot for a smart car. And it just sucks. Like that's them's the brakes. Like the way the parking worked out, like... The guy in back of me and the guy in front of me, it was just a large spot. And I took it and it's like... Oh, you were in a smart car parking spot? No. No. But like the... So I parked in a spot that was like one and a half. And that's just how it happened to be. Uh-huh. So the no normal car could fit in back of me. Right. But a smart car could fit in back of me. Okay. But the only way the smart car can fit in back of me is to literally be up my bumper. I don't know how he got the car in there. I don't know if this thing's wheels can like turn and he can just like put it in perpendicular. No, you're going to see a lot of red paint on your bumper because he was so I, he was nudging you. Yeah, I took uh, I took down the license plate. Can you see the I, license plate? On the back I can. Okay. So I I got a picture of the license plate. I did not tweet that out, but if I do see scratches on my car, I'm reporting this guy. And I think retaliation is up up for grabs. You, you're going to see scratches on your car, number one, because he's <laughs> literally touch, I'm watch, I'm looking at it, touching your vehicle. You're going to red paint on your car. I guarantee it. Uh, yeah. Imagine parking like that, knowing like, oh man, like I just hit this guy's car. Getting out of the car, looking at that, saying, yeah, that's okay. Well, he clearly didn't away. look at that. He clearly didn't look at that. I mean, who knows what time that car was left there as well. Could have been a could have been a maneuver that was a late night maneuver. Not that you're yeah. going anywhere to go. I don't even know. But there's 
someone didn't look at that. He didn't look at that. And if he did, it's on a busy street. If it's he like did, he's like, people saw him guess what? Him. That guy's over the line. I don't give a shit. I'm not over the line. I thought you said you were over one and a half. I thought you said like the whole thing was backed up. No, no, no. I parked in a spot that is the side. It's not big enough for two cars to to park in. Right. Okay. It's just how that's just how it like the people parked on the streets. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just so I I I have no control over that. I parked in a spot in back of a guy. I get, I always try and leave room for the guy. I give the guy you know three feet in front of me. Three feet. Probably three feet. Three. That's a significant amount of of, of footage. Okay, but yeah, I'd say between two and three feet is what I normally leave. All right. Because I don't like I I know like when I'm trying to back out of a spot I don't want to basically I just don't want I'm just to trying to find call. out where you went wrong here that's what I'm that's I what didn't I'm go wrong at. I feel like I you might have maybe no. you did no maybe Urkel saw something and was like you know what I'm gonna just leave my car right here doesn't matter if anything it's the people in back of me that went wrong because they're the ones that are not parked up to the back of the curb that's why the spots are thrown off. I was going to say, so somebody threw the spots off on the, on the side it's, of the block. There's a guy in back of, not in back of the red car, but in back of the guy who's in back of the red car. Okay, that's a, long, that's, that's a pretty far distance away. It's two cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, why it threw, up the, it threw out the, all, the equilibrium of the entire block. Right. And, and, you're, and you're saying that there was, was there, so you pulled three feet behind the guy in front of you, but there yep. was a large gap behind you. Yeah, enough for a smart car to wedge his way in. Mm-hmm. There's or not mo- much room. Or maybe a motorcycle. In. There's not a motorcycle would have been perfect for that spot. Yeah. There's like maybe a foot to two feet in back of the smart car. I really don't know how he got in there. He hit your car. <laughs> That's how he got in there. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> but still, he he like... he did had he had he did not care about you at all, and he backed <laughs> up. Yeah, and he hit your car. And he got in the space because your car was in the way. So he moved it yep. with his feet because he's pedaling with his feet, moving this thing. And then he backed it back up and then he hit you again. And he's like, shit, I'm not losing the spot. I could outweigh this guy. So I'm just going to leave my car up against his so he can't see the damage. And then in the middle of the night, I'm going to move it and be gone and then deny, deny, I got deny. his license plate. It doesn't though. matter. Like, what's fair game for retaliation? Because people like you got to key the guy's car. You got to flip the car. Like, I'm obviously not going to jail over this, but I don't want to back into the guy's car because I don't want to mess my car up even more than it all already probably is messed up. But like, what would be fair retaliation for this? Cinder blocks. We taking the wheels off, taking the wheels off, taking the wheels off and put them up, put them on cinder blocks. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's, that's quite, that's quite the activity i don't know what i'm going to do that i mean you could do it you could lift the car up with one hand take the take the wheel i off. do feel like i could move this take car the wheel off with your other hands. hand put it on cinder blocks you leave the you leave the wheels there no damage is done wheels are off the car guy knows that 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 there's a message being sent clearly he already has your license plate so you're probably going to get you know a retaliation later that you didn't account for but that's not neither here nor there <laughs> You still have to. You still have to make your mark as a man here. You got to put that guy's car on cinder blocks. This is everything. Nobody that's can wrong arrest you for society. that. You're not doing any damage to it. You're just removing the the the. You're removing the wheels. Pretty sure you could get arrested for that. No, no, you're not doing anything. You're leaving them there. I am doing something. No, you're helping him. You're helping him. It, it's making the car lighter <laughs> so they can move it out because it was so close. 
people were like, you got to get some friends and you got to all flip the car. But we can't even get within six feet of one another. And there's no spitting in baseball. So you don't need no to be six feet. You have one guy on one side, the other guy. You can probably move the that car. The car's not six feet long. You could probably move that car with four people. My, uh, in college, I, had, I parked in a, probably a similar state. I had a, a Golf, a, a Volkswagen, uh, Volkswagen Golf, a little black Golf. And I was parked on, I like went over the curb and I was on the, I was on the sidewalk. It's not a good parking job. And uh, we moved the car. We literally picked it up and moved it. So this can be done. The Volkswagen? Yeah, the Volkswagen Golf. It could be done. And this thing is probably half the size of my Golf. So curb weight of a smart car is 1,900 pounds. Oh, yeah. Four guys? Oh, yeah. It's 500 pounds each. Superhuman strength? You take the wheels off. Now what are we talking? Now we're talking, some, uh, now we're talking about some serious weight off the car. I would have guessed like 11 or 1,200 pounds. That's more than I thought. I think we need more than four people. Think, 500 pounds each is a lot. Look, Andrew, I think you just need to put this guy's freaking wheels on cinder blocks and put the axle resting on some cinder blocks and your message is sent. Done. Do you know you've seen... You're not going to do sure. it. Just like you're not going to talk to the guy who freaking dries himself with a, uh, uh, with a um, <laughs> hair dryer in the, in the gym, which we're all still, worrying. We're all still wondering about. Closed. That guy's still in there hair drying himself. <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> You know those bumper protectors that you can hang on the back of your bumper? Yeah. I want to get one of those and just ram into the back of this guy's car. Are those the ones with like, that look like a, a sack of nuts? No, that's a sack of nuts. <laughs> do, the, do those protect the bumper? Or no, those are for the it's hitch. Like hang, those are for the hangs hitch. Out, it hangs out <clears throat> of the trunk and it's like a bumper protector. It's like a big, it's like a three inch rubber mat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I you should have had one. I, maybe that's, maybe I, he's trying to send you a message that you should have had one of those. I like I walked by it and I did like a double take and I was like oh my god and I was taking a picture and I'm like looking around like trying to have someone see it and be like yeah can you believe this asshole you just but, wanted like, confirmation no I just wanted confirmation like yeah this guy is a jackass because people walking by might not know who the jackass is because who parked first you know so what happens if the guy was there like how does this how does an altercation happen when you have to be six feet away from each other that's a do good you, question break I was that? thinking about I was thinking about that no I don't. I don't think, I mean, it all depends how threatening this If he guy charges looks. you, do you run away from him? Like, I feel like with my current mustache facial hair situation, that guy's going to be afraid of me. <clears throat> I have the goose gossage right now, by the way, for the listeners at home. You know who you look, actually look like? You look like um, Ben Stiller in Happy Gilmore. <laughs> trying to picture. When he's the nurse. Yeah. Okay. I think I, I think I can picture. Yeah. I think I know. I think I know the reference. Yeah. That's, but, who, that's who you look like. It's, it's, it looks very dirty. I think I, <laughs> I think I would, I think I w- would win the altercation. Maybe could be a big guy in that thing. Who knows? Could be very, could be an ironic play on a vehicle. Just a big bodybuilder strolling around in a small ass little car. Someone tweeted, "He's like, no retaliation needed. That guy has to drive around with the humiliation of driving a smart car." It's true. What self-respecting person would drive that car? What if it's a What if it's a lady? I said person. No, I know, but like I'm picturing a guy that I would be fighting. Like, yeah. what if it's a lady? You'd get maced from six feet away. <laughs> <laughs> That's what would happen. Coronavirus in a can. Yeah, I wonder if the, the the sale of maces is, is has been up lately. It's 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 a it's a Gun weapon. Sales went up. It's a weapon that you can use that's non life threatening from six feet away. You got some mm. trajectory in that thing. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I'm going to go check out the situation tomorrow. I'll update people on Twitter. But I'm really surprised you didn't wait around for a little while. I feel like I would have waited around. But I don't know when he parked. I still would have given it like a solid hour at least. Just in case. An hour? I'm going to stand out there for an hour. I I would have gotten a coffee and I would have like, yeah, I would have hung around for probably probably an hour. I I probably would have given that an hour. What else you got to do? I'm not moving my car until Sunday. That's when we're scheduled to move the car. We're that car, that, that red car is going to be gone by then. Definitely. Why? Or maybe that person's dead. <laughs> I have his license plate. So if I see a speck of red paint on my car. There's red paint on your car. There's scratches on your car right now. <laughs> I'm going to the police. Why don't you just call them now? Be a real, be a real horse's ass. Be a real. Uh... And have them tow it while he's in there? Yeah. Go ahead. Be I don't that, think be that guy. I think you should take it up, put it on cinder blocks first. I don't have cinder blocks. You can find some. Go find Where some. Where do you think cinder blocks them. are? They're everywhere. <laughs> Just a not in Manhattan. Yes, they are. Bullshit. Go acquire some cinder no, blocks. No, not bullshit. Yes. On any construction site. <laughs> cinder blocks <laughs> exist. Okay, yeah. Any, you got me. Any alley, cinder blocks. I'm not going down alleys. I since coronavirus started, I never go down alleys. <laughs> All right. I used to spend a lot of time in alleys. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. Anyway, anything else? That's it for me, man. Let's just hope these guys come to their freaking senses and uh, agree on a deal. Like, for real. Just, just hurry up. There's going to be public pressure now. With NHL doing... Well, because there's an actual proposal in place. There was never a proposal well, that, in place. Well, that and the whole reason this whole thing, like why people got pressured to close in the first place was because the NBA set a precedent. They're like, we're done. That's it. Now, if everybody comes back, they're like, well, shit, they're all back. We got to get back. Yeah, for a little while, we thought baseball was going to be the first back. Yeah. And then we realized it's baseball. It's like moving at this, you know, the, I don't even know, a big <laughs> ship, <laughs> a slow thing. <laughs> all right that's gonna do it for this episode like i said go check out the brief history on billy martin i've got one about i'm just gonna say it's about Derek jeter on friday i'm not gonna say specifically what it's about but it, it involves Derek jeter Derek jeter do you have any guesses number two um it's specifically about jeter But obviously, you can't do a brief history episode on his career. Like, yeah, that's way you. too long. Right, 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 right. Um, no, I don't know. He, okay. he had a long career. Uh, maybe about, um, you know, I, I hope you went off the field, but I doubt you did. What do you mean you doubt I did? I just have a feeling that's not the, the theme of these. That and I couldn't get 20 minutes out of the gift basket. Yeah, you could have interviewed some of the gift basket people. <laughs> maybe for the week after. All right, stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for more of our shows. Like Scott said, hopefully there's actual plan in place next time we talk to you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. 
We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.